Are you ready for something entirely different on the EMF Remedy podcast? Today, we're hosting a guest podcast. No, I didn't say that wrong. It's not a guest on our podcast. We're hosting a guest podcast having to do with better sleep. You don't want to miss this. Coming up. EMF Remedy is dedicated to helping you understand which electromagnetic threats are present in your home, and whether in the context of your current home, one you're considering for purchase, or building a new home with comprehensive protection designed in, EMF Remedy can help you reduce your family's exposure to harmful, man-made electromagnetic radiation. Hi, this is Keith Cutter with EMFRemedy.com, host of the EMF Remedy podcast. Whether you're wanting to take a precautionary approach to your family's exposure to harmful man-made electromagnetic radiation, or you are well attuned to your environment and you're able to sense the deviation to the natural electromagnetic environment caused by man-made radiation and therefore must, with all urgency, reduce your exposure, you're in the right place. Let us put away the fear and replace it with knowledge and a plan. A quick remark about last week's podcast called Fiber Internet is Not a Panacea, and then we will be on our way. If you listened to last week's episode on Fiber Internet before Saturday, February 17th, 2024, If you listen to it before Saturday, the 17th, I have some news. You need to listen to it. You get to listen to it again. Let's say it that way. I re-recorded it. That's right. Same episode title, but totally different content. Long story short, a friend let me know the previous version was confusing, so I reworked it to make it more clear. That's actually the third iteration, by the way. The first was never published. Didn't make it out of the studio. Why so much effort? So much work to get this episode right? Understanding the non-native EMF exposure from fiber is critical for our future. Man, it really is. It is promoted as the magical unicorn, and it is far from that from an EMF perspective. Today, it's not without significant EMF challenges. I've been talking about this for four or five years. It's difficult to understand. It is a very complex topic, and I hope the new edition is much easier to understand. Anyway, I finally took the time and the effort to put together a comprehensive episode to help, to help everybody understand This issue may have ramifications for you, your children, your grandchildren, whether or not you plan to have fiber internet service to your home. I hope you'll take the time to listen and thank you, dear friend, for the feedback that led to this revised edition. All right. 
Now, today, as I said, we're trying something new. I recently met Roman Shapoval, who produces a weekly podcast with his bride, Bodana. Roman and I decided to do something fun and new. We're trading episodes, yeah, each with permission from the other. He's going to publish one of my episodes on his show this Friday. And I'm publishing this episode of theirs today. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking in a minute, and you're going to hear one of their episodes. So why am I doing this? Uh, Because I can. (laughs) Because I want to support these podcasters. Because I see in what they're doing the same spirit of wanting to replace fear um, with knowledge and a plan. So, I think you'll enjoy this episode, and maybe you'll enjoy following their podcast as well. I'll put a link in the description. After they're done with this episode, I'll give you some more info on where you can follow them. So, what are Bodana and Roman talking about today? They're talking about sleep, better sleep, more sleep, problems with melatonin. Yeah. Melatonin is not the be-all and the end-all supplement. An interesting link to ADHD. Yeah, really, a link to sleep deprivation and ADHD and blue light and wonderful of wonderful sleep tracking without the gadgets. No, like myself, these guys are not promoting Aura Rings or whatever sleep trackers that obviously have the capacity, even in airplane mode, to create non-native EMF. So, guess what they did? They got out a pencil and paper, and with some guidance, they learned from sleep tracking. So, I just like their approach on that. All right, so I'm going to be quiet here in just a minute. Um, I just want to say, hope you enjoy this. Now I'm going to play their episode for you. I'll be back at the conclusion with a few remarks. Here we go. I'm Roman. I'm Bodana. We're the Power Couple, and you're co-pilots on this crazy ride called life. You are more powerful than you know. So Bodana, did you know that as many as 70% of children with ADHD have mild to severe sleeping problems? This is according to a source from the National Library of Medicine. Well, that is very interesting, Rowan, because according to Dr. Anissa Das, who's an assistant director of the sleep medicine program at Ohio State University, it's actually not very obvious when young children are sleep deprived. And as a result of sleep deprivation, they can actually become hyperactive, which then leads to a diagnosis of ADHD. So I think we might be looking at an example of the chicken or the egg. <laughs> it's kind of like those milk towns, right? Where they just want their their blankie or their well, every. Bottle. I think everybody has seen at some point in their lives that two-year-old toddler that's all happy, playing, you know, la, 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 la. And then all of a sudden, yes, the crash. And mm-hmm. why? Because they are exhausted. ADHD. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes. So it's a very interesting point um, and contradiction to, you know, these, these two uh, elements that we first brought up. So it makes one wonder what comes first. Mm. And we're going to get into some very interesting topics today during our episode on sleep. So today we'll discuss why melatonin supplements may be doing more harm than good, why milk used to be considered a sleep aid, why ADHD may be getting misdiagnosed, the shady sleep industrial complex, <laughs> and how precision time sunlight can help us all increase our sleep quality. Indeed, it's going to be a very interesting episode and very close to my heart. But first, before we dive into that, if you'd like to support our work, please become a paid subscriber. If you'd like to consider supporting our work, become a paid subscriber on Substack. Or if you really dig this episode on sleep, consider taking our EMF 101 masterclass, where we explore how electromagnetic fields impact our health and sleep and learn about the steps you can take to proactively create your own world of wellness. And the registration for EMF 101 closes on Monday, February 26th. So, um, yeah, stay tuned to the end of our podcast episode to find out how you can sign up at a discounted rate. But first, if you haven't done so already, hit the follow button so you never miss an episode of the Power Couple Podcast, where we dive into a new conversation every Friday. And the rest of the week, you can find us on Substack at The Power Couple or on our website at thepowercouple.ca. We'd absolutely love to hear from you and please, your opinions matter. So please leave us feedback and uh, we really appreciate it. So before we dive in today, our disclaimer, we're not medical professionals and we don't make any medical claims. So I just mentioned how the topic of sleep is very close to my heart because I myself, since childhood, struggled with sleep, good sleep, and um, it all culminated in uh, part of my crash and burn burnout uh, almost eight years ago now where I was struggling with anxiety, depression, and insomnia, uh, what I like to call the unholy trifecta, <laughs> perfect storm uh, that led to my burnout. Um, and why it's also important to us is because for uh, anybody who may not know our background, uh, and, and maybe you're tuning in to our podcast for the first time, Roman and I are all about getting back to the basics of health and how we can do that uh, for free, um, tapping into how our ancestors lived because there's so much wisdom in that. And it boils down to our movement, our nutrition, our sleep. And so that is why uh, today we're going to be diving into that topic once again, um, because it has become more and more of an important topic across the board uh, when it comes to our physical health and our mental health. And the good news is we have hope and we have tools that 
all of us can apply in our lives if we want to, to improve our sleep and in turn improve our overall health. So stay tuned, listen in. I think you'll get a lot of great stuff out of this episode. So we came across some very uh, provocative statistics because you know, in 1942, Americans had about eight hours on average per night of sleep compared to 6.8 hours in 2013 which is a 13% decrease. And, mm-hmm. you know, in 1942, what was going on? World War II, baby. <laughs> yeah, and bombs were dropping, mm-hmm. the radio was blaring, you know, all kinds of crazy things. And I think that's part of the issue was that, well, they people just had radios back then. They didn't have right. TVs and all these other things blaring at them constantly all over the place. Mm-hmm. Or you had incandescent light. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I think is also a contributing factor, whereas now... And also, if I may add, um, I think it wasn't, especially for uh, Americans, North Americans, um, we didn't have the war in our living room until um, the 60s, right? I mean, (laughs) well, no, it started a bit earlier, right? Where beforehand, it was very Mm. much a separate thing, especially for us in the North American continent. We weren't in... We had troops over there but we weren't um in the middle of it like uh, the continent was like Mm. the uk right um but my point is that today you know the minute you turn on your phone or your computer you can be in the middle of any uh situation that Mm. increases our stress and Mm -hmm. makes it chronic because we're exposed to that every single day. So even though people in 1942 um, in North America were in the middle of a war, it was still in a way um, removed Mm -hmm. on top of what you were um, stating that uh, we we didn't have the exposure to uh, everything else that we do today. Mm -hmm. Great points. and I think it's always important to have that historical context. Mm. Sometimes we forget where we came from and right. what is actually happening in our living room now. Yeah. We think now is the way it always was. Exactly, right? exactly. That's And that's the whole point yeah. with this message today is that this is not the norm, the way we are living today and the, the unhealthy relationship we have with sleep today. So another statistic, in 2011, the CDC noted that more than one in three Americans are sleep deprived. And fast forward to 2023, 37% of all U.S. adults say that they slept somewhat or much worse in 2023 than in previous years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so uh, the the trend is remaining the same. Mm. We're not getting any better. Uh, But, you know, being critical as we are and and uh, knowing how important it is to dive a little deeper into research statistics we did so um and so these statistics were based on a november 2023 online study by the sleep foundation and the study interviewed a thousand americans aged 18 years and older so you know you may think okay well we're only talking about a thousand people out of 330 million people and again, we are focusing on primarily American, North American statistics here because that's what's available to us. This isn't to say that um, the unhealthy relationship with sleep doesn't exist around the world. 
Um, but like I said, going back to the study, we say, okay, well, it's only a thousand people. Sure. But we read a little further, and what was interesting to see is that according to Google Trends, the word sleep hit an all-time high as a search topic for Americans in 2023. And specific searches included, why am I tired all the time? So as I said, it seems that the trend remains the same. And Roman and I would wager it is getting worse. So you may say, well, so what? Well, here are just a few statistics uh, on top of that. The lack of sleep costs the U.S. over $400 billion and 1.2 million working days annually. Not to mention that almost a quarter of all car crash accidents and injuries are associated with sleepiness. And 70 million people in the U.S. alone struggle with sleep disorders. A third of those U.S. adults a third of U.S. adults experience insomnia, and in turn, we have an increased risk of everything from diabetes, mm -hmm. high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, obesity, and 50% of insomnia cases result from anxiety, depression, or psychological stress. Now, this is where I come in, and I can um, relate to this point, uh, because like I said, that that holy unholy trifecta that I was experiencing um, and it wasn't just eight years ago during my burnout and sorry I, I have to retract my words I don't want to claim it as mine as the burnout that I was experiencing mm -hmm. um, this started you know decades earlier and it was a snowball effect um, we don't all of a sudden just boop, uh, mm -hmm. and we have health issues Mm. They they develop over time, okay? Mm. Um, and so I can connect with this because my insomnia was being fed by the anxiety that I was experiencing, although the depression made me feel so sluggish, didn't want to do anything, but I, I, I couldn't get any good sleep to regenerate mm. my brain that so desperately needed it. So it's this vicious cycle that you get into, and then you get desperate, and so you start looking uh, for uh, solutions and medication, uh, which are all Band-Aid solutions, and we'll get into that a bit later. But going back to this whole point of 50% of insomnia cases are the result of anxiety, depression, or psychological stress. Okay, so where is this coming from? Um, yes, we've always had that, but we find ourselves today in a chronic state of stress. And I'm going to connect that back to our exposure um, to everything that's going on under the sun uh, through our devices and social media in particular. And why that stood out for me uh, was, again, a statistic that came out of the studies that adults in the U.S. spend, on average, three and a half hours on social media before bed every single night. And YouTube is the most popular platform for this, interestingly enough. This is huge. Three and a half hours, people. And what are you taking in? What are you absorbing? This will all impact mm. our health, both physical and mental. So, Roman, you're going to expand on this a little more, too, because this is yeah. your wheelhouse in terms of why this is so bad for us, this connection. Well, when we expose ourselves to blue light, it delays melatonin secretion by at least 
an hour and a half to two hours. And, and the blue light is coming from devices, right? Right, mm -hmm. right. So um, your body now is producing melatonin. Instead of producing it, let's just say, at midnight, it's, it starts peaking at around 2 a.m. or, say, 4 a.m., you know, with, with many of us who are on those devices. So now we still have, when we wake up at 6 a.m., we still have a lot of melatonin circulating through our system and melatonin does what it makes us feel tired mm -hmm. so now we feel hungover even without the drinking uh, because our brain is literally tired right mm -hmm. and this sets us up for a snowball effect of uh, being uh, disrupted or our hormones being disrupted the following day mm -hmm. um, because now we're playing catch-up Mm -hmm. um, trying to because now mm -hmm. yeah we may stay in bed longer or we may not want to get outside mm -hmm. but if you get outside first thing in the morning that's the best thing you can do because that uh, boosts your dopamine right away because mm -hmm. of the blue light that you should be seeing is first in the morning and that way you can reset your whole circadian rhythm again mm -hmm. but many of us we get on that uh, hamster wheel and uh, it's harder for us to get off and get on the hamster wheel with our cell phone in hand first yeah, thing in the morning right exactly it's the, the worst thing for us to do so so we're thinking okay well, what can we do about this well many people well we'll, we'll take melatonin supplements mm -hmm. and thinking oh it'll help us sleep but again we're introducing something if your body m makes it you're not designed to take it mm -hmm. and if we are taking melatonin, when our bodies are now producing melatonin anyway, they're going to produce them anyway during the night, we may feel even more hungover. And on top of that, um, you know, melatonin supplements, so just uh, go through one of your statistics, says that melatonin supplementation increased over 400%, so that's four times uh, quadrupled between 1999 and 2018 among adults. Uh, a lot of melatonin supplements are inaccurately labeled. And um, analysis of melatonin supplementation found that they may include 350% more melatonin <laughs> than what's on the label. And we think that's good. But if we get too much melatonin, guess what? Melatonin and dopamine are, are related. They're synced. So, and they have an inverse relationship, meaning if you have a high melatonin, you're going to have low dopamine. If mm -hmm. you have high dopamine, you're going to have low melatonin, right? Mm -hmm. So, and um, dopamine is that feel good hit, right? Mm -hmm. Which we also get from scrolling through social media, right? And it's designed for that. So, again, there's that perfect storm that's brewing from all of this. Exactly. And so, half of parents, 50% uh, of parents report giving melatonin to their children under 13 to help them fall asleep. Yeah, Th that was shocking. <laughs> that was shocking to read because, and again, maybe it's the result of parents growing up now in this environment, in this mindset that you need to take the pill to feel better. Um, you know, not understanding that on our own, our, our bodies are perfectly built to do what they need to do to keep us healthy. And that includes allowing us to fall asleep. Mm. Um, especially for children, there is should be absolutely zero need for them to have an outside source to help them fall asleep. And 
if you're one of the parents listening to this, giving your child melatonin, please take a step back and consider what the root cause might be of why your child is not able to fall asleep. There's a greater issue behind this. And, um, yeah, you know, you mentioned outside sources. There is an outside source that the child can have, and that's actually milk, mother's milk, mm. which is very high in melatonin. Mm. Um, and, you know, there was a study done by the Journal of Medicinal Food in 2015, and they showed how uh, mice, this is mice, uh, fed uh, cow's milk in the night that was secreted by cows at night called night milk was much higher in melatonin and tryptophan. Mm -hmm. And that allowed these mice to fall asleep faster. Their muscular contractions went down, similar to what you're, happens when you're given Valium. And so the study said that the night milk was just as effective, if not more, than Valium, hmm. um, which is diazepam. Um, and another reason why melatonin supplements that you get in a, in a bottle form, not mother's milk, can be bad is because... As it decreases dopamine, your uh, dopamine receptor is what uh, helps your eye and your pupil move. Mm -hmm. And there have been studies showing that people who use melatonin supplements for a long time will actually start to experience vision loss because their pupils can no longer constrict because it's, right. it's, it's, it's a muscle. Right. So that's something else. And we'll link to that in the show notes, mm -hmm. the uh, article that I wrote about mm -hmm. melatonin supplements. Mm -hmm. And again, another example of where we put a Band-Aid on top of another Band-Aid. So what are you going to do now? You start experiencing vision loss because you've been taking melatonin for too long, <laughs> because you didn't address the root cause of your sleeplessness mm, in the point. first place, mm -hmm. right? So that's, you know, this is, and this isn't just something, you know, we were reading out of a textbook. Both Roman and I have gone through this, experienced it, uh, experienced better levels of health because we have addressed root causes. Mm -hmm. So, well, what's the best way we can address that root cause? By learning more. Mm -hmm. So now we think, okay, well, like they say, what gets measured gets managed. So now we need to track our sleep to figure out what's going wrong, right? right? That's right. the next step. Yeah. Well, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, like anything else, the, the sleep has now become what I like to call the sleep industrial complex. Yes. And in, now the, there's all these trackers, uh, you know, bits and right. things that are getting loaded yeah. onto us. It's going to become over an $11 billion business by 2028. Mm -hmm. um, so now we're using cell phones to track our sleep. Right. Right. And which are, you know, those those <laughs> devices crazy. that are attached to us, those the cell phones, especially, you know, all of that should be as far away from you as possible when you're sleeping. And this is something that we get into um, in terms of building your sleep sanctuary in our EMF 101 masterclass. There's there's a lot of great positive things that you can do and a lot of things that you can eliminate without having to buy expensive trackers because mm -hmm. uh, again this is built into us naturally right. we just have to understand how to tap into it again because we've become so disconnected mm -hmm. from it mm -hmm. but it's such it's so ironic to say okay let's let's use you know devices to sleep our to to track our sleep right. when those devices are, are one of the ruin my sleep up <laughs> big 
biggest, <laughs> biggest, yeah. you know, um, problems mm. that we're encountering in this modern day. Yeah. So, and but I also wanted to qualify electronic sleep trackers. Right. One of the reasons why I was able to get my sleep back you know, back on track um, for the first time in my life, like I said, since childhood, I always struggled, was because I did sleep tracking. But I did it with a pen and paper journaling. Uh, and according to a fabulous uh, book, Sink Into Sleep by uh, Dr. Judith Davidson, which I highly recommend. Mm. No gadgets, no nothing. And it was the best thing that I've ever did for myself. <laughs> Wow. One, one of. <laughs> wow. yeah. Very important. And, you, and you're exploring yourself. You're becoming your own tracker. You're right. literally tracking the footsteps of your mind right. and your body. You don't need, and so that it becomes not only more self-fulfilling or sorry, gratifying. Mm -hmm. It's more effective because you're yeah. actually diving qualitatively into these things versus quantitatively yeah. seeing when my gamma delta wave mm -hmm. sleep is happening mm -hmm. or how many sleep spindles you have and hey the, the technology there is great technology out there and it um, is fascinating uh, you know, know but mm -hmm. you just need to be careful you know like mm -hmm. i know there's the aura ring which can right. technically be put on airplane mode but still it's still a device mm -hmm. and you know, our bodies are meant to be able to sleep mm -hmm. uh effectively and you know the best meter I, you know, I, I have lots of electromagnetic meters and things like that, but the best meter we have is our body. So it's yeah. going to let us know how we feel, right? So that's why yeah. we need to be in tune with our body. We are the best intelligence. Artificial yeah. intelligence will never beat that. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the best type of intelligence is common sense. And <laughs> this is um, something we came across with the Sleep Foundation where mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, we were looking at all these charts, right? right? They were saying right. about quirky, part of the study, yeah. Quirky. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, I found this very interesting because I'm reading through some great statistics, okay, and then came to a part where um, it was outlining um, had the subheading "Quirky Sleep Hacks Filled the Internet." in 2023 and i'm looking you know they were talking about things like bed rotting and i don't know i didn't even bother reading <laughs> that part. Uh, but the chart that they showed you know what uh, of, of what men and women separately um did to try and fix their sleep was all about getting back to the basics mm, of health yeah sunlight uh, no no well exercise uh. um at the top, exercise, um, better nutrition, actually, get, you know, getting off devices earlier, those kind of things. I was like, okay, great, point, point, point. Again, all free things that you can do for yourself, all things that we should be doing. Um, but it was a, a little further down where I kept reading and it said, now these are the um, trends worth, you know, taking into consideration and the chart shows, you know, better pillows, better mattress, these different tech, you know. Quirky things. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going like, hold on a sec. These are all things that you'd have to buy. These are all products. So Roman dug a little deeper. And yeah, I went into the privacy policy of the Sleep Foundation. And I love the, the, the all these like these serious sounding names, the mm -hmm. Sleep Foundation or the National Institute of Better Science or, you know, and all these things. So I went into the privacy policy and I saw, oh, it's actually sleep, it's, it's listed under sleepdoctor.com holdings. Mm -hmm. And so sleep doctor holdings, well, they 
I went to their site and it's under you know dug a little deeper and it goes under the sleep doctor and they sell everything under the sun mm. from these gadgets and devices that measure your sleep <laughs> pillows you know uh different yeah. types of all kinds of quirky things that they were right. saying weren't quirky um they're the trends to follow uh, yeah <laughs> so and so we just need to be careful yes. you know because i'm not saying that these things some of them won't work but we are saying that some of them actually won't work because they're going to hurt your sleep more, especially if they're gadgets that are emitting electricity. Right. Uh, and so many of us have forgotten that we are electrical beings. Mm -hmm. And as woo-woo as that sounds, well, guess what? When you go to the hospital, they take, and then you want to scan your brain, it's an electroencephalogram or your heart, mm -hmm. right? Electrocardiogram. And that's how we sleep at night. Our cells communicate through electrical frequencies to divide or multiply, to repair themselves. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how it works when you sleep. So exactly. if you take any electrical device, you're impeding communication, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. between your cells. Exactly. So, and again, you know, going back to um, the sleep foundation, you know, let's taps into that whole sleep industrial complex that uh, Roman coined that lovely term and I, I love it uh, because it's true it's it's become a business like we said I mean how many billions of dollars projected in sales by 2028 in just sleep trackers mm -hmm. and again in in this study showing these are the the trends worth following all these products that you can buy but the quirky trends are things like exercising more and eating better and you know mm -hmm. Anyways, um, but what was interesting towards the bottom of that graph, the, the, the lower percentage of things that people tried to do to fix their sleep was actually turning off devices at bedtime and getting up to see the sunlight in the morning. And I thought, wow, well, there you go. And this is where we come in mm. <laughs> because Roman and I, as the power couple, that's, that's what we're all about. It's about powering on our days with light and powering off our nights mm -hmm. from you know addictive technology so this yeah. this is still in its infancy but very much worth exploring and 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 that's what we're here to do well you know it, it it's really not in its infancy i know what you mean but you know the sun has been around for oh, forever yeah. right <laughs> but we're being convinced that you yes. know to take it for granted stay away from it the uv is going to kill you yes. which is the opposite is true <clears throat> um but i just finished reading a book by linda geddes called chasing the sun and she explores different types of uh, healing modalities with the sun and, mm -hmm. and how the amish um, uh, how their health is different because of, they don't have as much electricity. And she went into a study that was done uh, at the Lighting Research Center in Troy, New York, uh, where they measured lux. And lux is the amount of light that strikes a surface. And so stick with me just a bit. So she found that the illuminance of a typical office was between 100 and 300 lux during the daytime. And even on the gloomiest overcast winter day, it's at least 10 times higher outside. Wow. And in the summer, outside, it could be 100,000 lux. So and why is this important? Well, because bright light boosts our alertness more than even two cups of coffee they found. <laughs> with that from, again, that blue light, the dopamine. Mm -hmm. And those exposed to bright morning light between 8 a.m. and noon 
took an average of 18 minutes to fall asleep at night compared to 45 minutes of those in the low light group. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and also slept for 20 minutes longer and had fewer sleep disturbances. Right. And so that's, again, don't some- be a, a, a low light because you'll be a low life. <laughs> a low light. <laughs> that's yeah. great. And this is something that I can, again, from my own experience, say it works because, mm-hmm. you know, I I realized there was a lot of things in my lifestyle that I had to change. And one of them was, you know, well, I was sleeping in till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. I can't even imagine doing that now. But that's what I was trying to do because my sleep was so terrible. I woke up every day dragging, you know, and... So what changed? Seeing that morning light. Mm-hmm. And especially know? in the wintertime, the, the association they found was even stronger in the wintertime mm. because you're not getting as much light. Yeah. So you need that, especially now in the morning. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So listen, we're, you know, this is why we're here. We're not here to sell you gadgets or products. Right. Um, yes, we do need to make money, um, but we are interested in, in, in knowledge because we want to set you free. Right, mm-hmm. we all, and and that's why the only product we're interested um, in in really giving you is knowledge, right? mm-hmm. and that's that that you'll be able to apply for the rest of your life. You know, we don't exactly. want you beholden to some silly little gadget that's not going to work. We want exactly. powerful humans on this earth everywhere regenerating together, so we can all be happier, have less stress, mm-hmm. and more connection with each other. Exactly. And that's why we always go back to our models saying that you are more powerful than you know, because we've forgotten how powerful we are. We've forgotten, we've given away our power to outside sources, when in reality, it's all within. Mm -hmm. So speaking of knowledge, um, if you give a man a fish, like they say, Mm -hmm. you feed him for a day, and if you Teach a man a fish or a woman a fish. Mm-hmm. You give him fish for life. I think right. that's how it goes. <laughs> it's along those lines, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so if you love our podcast and our message, you'll really love our EMF 101 masterclass. And you will gain so much knowledge and uh, an understanding of how electricity works on all levels, from tech addiction to how it may be causing cancers, uh, diabetes, obesity, uh, how you can build your health back with better sleep, uh, reducing things like body voltage will even help you build your own meter. Um, so there's 26 lessons, over six hours of content, and we'll have six one-hour live calls. Uh, like I said, registration closes February 26th, mm-hmm. and our first live call will be March 7th. Mm-hmm. So we encourage you to check it out. So you can check out the details on our website at thepowercouple.ca. And if you sign up on our wait list, you'll receive 10% off. So one more thing before we wrap up with our key takeaways. If our episode has left you feeling empowered, help us grow and spread our message by rating our podcast and sharing it with your friends. Let us know if there's any new topics you'd like us to discuss. So as we like to do when wrapping up each episode, take a moment to reflect on today's messages and ask yourself these questions what is your relationship with sleep are there elements that you think can change or root causes behind your poor sleep if there are we'd love to hear from you thanks again for listening in on this week's conversations
And remember, you are more powerful than you know. All right, so what did you think? I hope you enjoyed this first ever guest episode. If you're interested in hearing more of this type of content, check out the Power Couple podcast with Bodana and Roman Shopaval, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Substack. Check out their website, which is www.thepowercouple.ca. No, that's not com, it's C-A. So one more time, www.thepowercouple.ca. All right. As you know, I've been dealing with electromagnetic poisoning for almost four decades. Didn't know what it was until more than three decades had passed. That is why I do what I do. That is why I feel compelled to share what I've learned. I spend hundreds of hours per year in producing free content. Please, if you have a heart, to help us in continuing to produce and distribute this type of content, consider becoming a financial supporter of the show. Link is in the description or emfremedy.com slash donate. If you need one-on-one help, schedule a coaching session through the website. Writing a review, especially on Apple Podcast, is a help. Most important, please pray that our efforts here would be a blessing to many. Keith Cutter, emfremedy.com. See you next time. The EMF Remedy Podcast is a project of EMF Remedy, LLC. We'd like to be your trusted guide for achieving a better EMF environment in your home. The contents on this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute for the advice provided by your doctor or other healthcare professional. It is not intended to be, nor does it constitute healthcare or medical advice. Opinions of guests on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the EMF Remedy Podcast.